Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. We thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. This hour, we come before thy presence. We come that you minister to us your word. Let the word come to us in power. Let it come to us in the fullness of the spirit. Let it come to us with every depth of information. And let it come and be a blessing unto our life. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Let's read Malachi chapter 3 verse 18 to 12. 8 to 12. We want to see how we can resist the divorce of our fruits. How can we overcome this divorce? How? Because we have come to understand that there are divorces. God has made us perfect to be fruitful. God has said we have to be fruitful and multiply. God didn't intend for us to become unfruitful. But we have come to understand that certain things makes us unfruitful. And one of them we have discovered is curses. The other one is divorce, which we are handling. And uh, we have looked at how to resist the devourer. And we saw the divorce of the ground. Which are palmer worms, canker worms, caterpillar worms, and locusts. And I explained that last week. And then this morning we saw divorce of the vine in the field. The Bible says there's divorce of the vine in the field. What is the vine? What is the field? What is the devourer of the vine in the field? We did that this morning, which I said I encourage that you get a CD. So, having looked at all these divorces, which try to cause us to lose our fruits before, during, or after it's maturity and harvesting now what are we supposed to do so that this divorce will be resisted from our life in our life out of our life for good that is what we are here to do this um part of the service amen so let's move on will a man rob god yet you have robbed me. So God said, that, yeah, it's true. A man can thief God. A man can rob God. So we have unrobbers of God in the house of God. It's dangerous. So we don't rob anybody that we rob God. Hallelujah. So does it mean that almost every Christian is an arm robber? Hello? Is it that almost every Christian is an arm robber? Yes or no? It's yes. Okay, let's see. Yet you have robbed me. But you say, where have I robbed you? Yes, you have robbed me. But you say, where have I robbed you, God? Where? I didn't steal your anything of God. I haven't taken the church money. I haven't taken the church instrument. I haven't steal anything out of the church. So why should God say that I or I've stolen from him, or I've robbed him. He said that in tithes and offerings. 
in tithes and offerings. So it means that most of us are stealing God's money in tithes and offering. We are stealing God. Eastwood has come out with a new book. I don't believe in tithes. It's a very controversial book. And what he means is that if God has given you 90% and 90% is you are not satisfied and you take the 10% and you eat it, then it's a serious problem. So when he says he doesn't believe in tithe, what it means is that he doesn't believe that tithe is 10%. He believes that tithe is the 90%. It's the one you have. That is the tithe for your life. So the 10% is for God. So when you keep it, I, I don't, he doesn't believe that you should keep that 10%. But God said, we have been stealing him for his tithes and his offerings. That means, if you are supposed to bring offering to God, every Sunday when you come to church and you don't give offering, you are a thief on that Sunday. Pastor, but I didn't have money to give an offering. Didn't have money to spend throughout the week? Hello? Didn't you eat throughout the week? Hello? So anytime there is substance in your hands, in your possession throughout the week, that a portion must be given to thank God, and you don't, you have stolen God. Let's move on. Ye are cursed with a curse. That is the consequences of stealing God. We did the curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Jesus Christ. And you're gonna do you. Said the whole nation has robbed God. This time, God has left the church, has left the Christian, and has entered into a nation. So it means that a whole nation can rob God. That means a whole church can rob God. Hallelujah. This church we pay tithes. To head office. Every month, every money that we are receiving, 20% go to head office. The end of every month. Hallelujah. That is what the head office also use to run their services, their evaluations, their monitoring, their movement, planting of new churches, buying instruments, paying pastors who are in less economic uh, communities, in villages, remote areas, uh, train more pastors send missionaries that is the money and every month we pay so if you don't pay your offerings and tithes it means you make the church also incapable of also paying so if we don't pay our common fund our tithes to the head office we are stealing God and a curse can come upon this church but in the name of Jesus I will not allow as for the church, a curse cannot come upon the church because we will make sure that we pay our tithes every month. We send it every month. We pay it so that blessing can come to us every month. And it is left with you to pay your own so that blessings come to you. Let's keep going. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now hear which say the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be a room enough to receive it. That is the blessing when you pay the tithes and an offering. 
And I will rebuke the devourer. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And I told you last week that if I don't pay tight, I am not doing only myself a harm. Other people will be affected. In Hebrews, the Bible said that when Abraham was paying tithes, he was paying tithe for Levi. And you know, when Abraham was paying tithes, Levi was nowhere near, but Levi was in his loins. You know, Levi is um, the son of um, Jacob. So, we have Abraham, Isaac, first generation. Okay? Jacob, second generation. We have Reuben. That's uh, 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 Jacob's firstborn, am I right? Then we have what? Simeon. We have what? Judah. Am I right? Then we have what? Levi. Okay? So, Levi is about the seventh generation that is in line of blessing. And the Bible said that when Abraham was paying tithes, he was paying up to the seventh generation. So, when you pay tithe, that is why the Bible said that if you don't pay, a whole nation is scarce. So, you can imagine the 11th generation of you. Your sons, 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 your daughters, 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 your children's 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 up to the seventh grandchild of your life. So if you refuse to pay tithe today, you were a wicked thief. A wicked thief. Amen. Because it means somebody who is not even born, someone who has not even thought of coming to the world, you are denying that self divine blessings. By choosing not to pay. Some of us, we are struggling today because our grandparents who were Christians never paid tight. Hallelujah. If you are living today, pay tight so that your children will enjoy. Hello? Pay so that, don't pay for yourself, but look at your daughters, your son's children. My father didn't pay tight, but my mother was paying tight. And because my mother was paying tight, sometimes and my, my mother-in-law to pay tight. And I see sometimes I see some opportunities for my children. I was like, look at this. Things are just working for them. In the city of Ebola, now they have special teachers that comes and teach them in the house. They don't go out. They don't go to school. They are taught in the house. Teachers come and teach them in the house. Doctors come and take care of them in the house. When they are going, they are going out. They go specially. When they are going to children's, where the children's play, as soon as they finish, they have to what? Use sanitizers, everything. Clean all of them. Clean all their, 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 their self, their clothes. Change them before they put them in the car. When they go to the house, they have to make sure that they sterilize all of them before they enter their room. Me. You see in the night, you are sleeping by karate with the mosquitoes. Nobody care about you. But certain privileges are already in place. Hallelujah. They have benefits that every month they have some amount of dollars that comes to them. Free. They are not working. Because tithes has been paid which has moved through the generations and has affected nations of some women who pay the tithes. Hallelujah. So if you have a mother or a father who is a Christian and he doesn't pay tithe. When you go tell them, hey, da, man, I warn you. I warn you. If you know how to do big, big, big hairstyle. And if you know how to eat big, in big, big restaurant. Keep some and pay tithe. 
because I don't want to suffer like you. Amen. And when you say like this, and your mother or your father front the face, tell them, obey the Lord. And they have to obey the Lord. Amen. Because it's a nice thing. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. And in the morning, I said, look at something. The devourer of the ground, they destroy what? Fruits. They destroy what? Fruits. So, if you don't pay tithe, it means everything you are doing under the surface of the earth, the devourer will destroy it. Everything. Everything you are doing, they will destroy it. You will have marriage problems. You will have business problems. You have financial problems. Your children will have problems. Everything. The fruits on the grounds, they will destroy it. But, when it comes to the vine, it says, neither shall your vine cast the f- her fruit before the time in the field. So the devourer of the vine in the field destroy what? Fruit. So we have devourers whose target is to destroy everything about your life. And we have devourers whose assignment is to destroy the fruit. Amen. And in the morning, I use an example with Antipat. So, so, this is the vine. Okay? Because this is a fruit producing agent. I hope you know that. This is a fruit producing agent. So, the destroyer of the vine in the fruit, uh, uh, in the field, its assignment is to destroy this. Not the fruit. The destroyers on the ground is everything that this one has produced. It has to destroy it. So, when it's about her money, her marriage, her business, her children, her, and everything that has come out of her life that is good, they have to destroy it. Okay? And the vine, that one, it doesn't care whatever is in the ground. Each one is attacked this one so that she will not even produce it. Sit down, Hema. So, that is the difference between the two. So, if you don't pay tithes, the Bible said that, Number one, God leaves the devourer to destroy your fruits on the ground. Then number two, there's a devourer who enters into your field and attack the fruit producing agent. So if that agent of fruit producing is your work, it will attack it. If it's your wife, it will attack it. If it's your husband, it will attack it. If it's your investment, it will attack it. Anything that generates fruit for you within the institution, by which you generate fruit, it will attack it. Hello? So if your business is shaking, you have to ask, do I pay fruit? Tight? If your children's life, you have to find out. If you yourself, your life is being attacked, ask yourself, uh, why? It means something is not moving well. And the, the, you see, the skeptic of this kind of uh, uh, spiritual dynamics is, the Bible said that, bring you all. When you read Malachi 3 chapter 8, it said, bring you all. All. So sometimes you say that we pay tight. So we need all the blessings. And God said that you can't get all the blessings. God didn't say that, bring some, then I'll bless you. He said, bring you all. So if you don't bring you all, you are still a thief. Do you get it? Say, so bring you all. 
so that there will be meat in my house. Then I'll give you this blessing. But if you don't bring you all, then he said that you are a thief because you don't bring me all. And church, the issue is how can you quantify all the incomes that you have in a month and then take a tenth out of it? Do you see that it's difficult? So what I do is I don't pay 10%. I don't give 10%. The Bible says 10%. But 10%, if I take my monthly salary, the gross, that would be 10%. But what about the small, small tips that you receive alongside? That people tip you. People do this. People do that. People do that. People do that. You put all together. They are all your income. Do we take exactly 10% of it? Because in those days, when they harvest all the fruits, they bring it home. Whether you got 20 bucks, 10 bucks, 100 bucks, everything that was harvested from the farm, you divide it into 10. Then you take. So all, everything goes. And because we don't know, that is, so that's what I do. I don't give 10%. I give more than 10% because when I sometimes, uh, throughout the week, somebody gave me 100, somebody gave me 50, somebody gave, I don't even mind. I say, hey, so because of that, let me give more than, so that I give all, then I receive all the blessings, and God will be big all the divorces. Amen. It's another lesson you have to think about it. Let's go to number 12, and then we move. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Okay, let's move on to the next scripture. I want you to go this way because based on this, and you will know how to resist the devourer. Okay, so let's go back to the next scripture, which is Joel. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. The canker worms and the caterpillar and the palmer worms, my great army which I send among you. So, and I will restore unto you. So, there is also a restoration. When you read ahead of this one, God says that when you repent of all that you did against God, when you repent of your arm robbery life, of robbing God, when you repent of your stingy life, of withholding from God. When you repent from being injustice, because remember, I read, I don't know whether in this Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, is it here that I read? Hello? Matthew 23, 23, is it this here? Give me Matthew 23, 23. Then let's see. He said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithes of mint and hot. So you pay tithes. They pay tithes, everything, all. So they are no arm robbers. Hallelujah. But still, they were not receiving all the blessings. God still called them hypocrites. Why? Because he said that you have omitted the weightier matters of the judgment. They are weightier matters. Who? They are hot. Weightier matters. There are certain things, they are weightier matters. Hallelujah. So paying tithes and offerings is good. But there are other matters when you omit them, God says. It also goes against you. And he said that judgment, mercy, and faith. So you can be paying tithes, all right. But if you don't, if you are not a just person, it goes against you. You have to be just. Treat all people fairly. Handle all people fairly. 
Amen. No partiality. The Bible says in Proverbs that God hates what? Imbalance. God doesn't like unbalanced scale. It's an abomination to the Lord. God believes in fairness. God believes in justice. God believes in truthful. And then what? Merciful. God believes in merciful. You must be merciful. You must have compassion towards other fellow human beings. And then you must also have faith. So if these things have not done, it still goes against what? Your release of the blessings of Titan. So when we repent of the things that made us for the divorce to have access onto our field and our grounds, God restores us. Amen. Let's go to the next scripture. Then I'll give you that and then we are gone. Songs of Solomon. Take out or take us the foxes or beware of the foxes. The little foxes that spoil the vine. For our vine have tender grapes. Take care of the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine. For our vine have tender grapes. And I take it from the top 14, which these scriptures are not given, but the new American standard give us all that. So the, 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 the other one is what? To be aware of your life. They are little, little foxes. And, and if you want to understand who these little foxes are, I think I did that in the first service. Amen. Little foxes here, the Bible is talking about, it's not talking about animal fox. It's talking about what? Hypocrites. It's talking about pretenders. It's talking about tricksters. People can be in your life and they are pretenders. They pretend they love you, but they don't love you. They pretend they like your marriage. They like your husband. They like your business, but they don't like you. They pretend you are their good friend. They pretend they like you because you have a good job, but they don't like you. Amen? People can be in your life fishing for information about you, but they want it to destroy you. They are little foxes. Jesus called them fox. He referred to Herod. He said, go and tell that fox. People who are crafty in deceiving. You know, there are some people who are very smart in deceiving. They will deceive you and you know they are not there. You, you know, you not think they are deceiving you. And these people, they are dangerous. And the Bible said, we have to be aware. Amen. I'm praying for every young man that will repent. Sometimes you are standing before this sister. You know that this sister, you marry her. You are giving her every word. Why? What do you think? Why? Do, you, do I look like a deceiver? Please. You see, the first time you hit on this lady, she thought of it. You see, because a guy has come who has a bigger head than you. Give her everything in the head. Wrap her! She said, yes. Hallelujah. So they are what? Little, little foxes. And these people, the Bible said, they are what? and he said we have to beware you see every human being when you are living your life beware people who become friends with you within the inner circle I hope you understand you see you have your wife anybody who is becoming friend to your marriage be careful you have your business anybody who is becoming friend to your business 
Be careful. You are reading your course in school. Anybody who is becoming your course mate, be careful. Because little foxes, they are in the field of the vine. They are in inner circle. They know much about your marriage. They know much about your business. They know much about your finances. They know much about your family. They know much about your education. In fact, they have a lot of information because they are within the field of your life. And they are very dangerous. Amen. Very dangerous. See if they like you, but they don't like you. They are studying the way you do your business so that they will use the same to collapse your business and take it. And we call them little, little foxes. Because Solomon said, when I saw my beloved come out of the cliffs, the rocks, and he described the beloved as a dove. So when I saw her coming out, she was so lovely. And he said that she has a lovely voice. I don't want to, I, 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 we have in maybe in October when we go to the month of uh, marriage, and I'll talk about, amen. Maybe when I meet some of the ladies, the Bible has given certain things about women, which is your power of attraction. And one of them is your voice. That is why God has given ladies soft and tender voice. So if I see any woman who talks without information and formula, you get angry. Sweetie, yay. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Even if the man is happy, you get angry. Solomon said, when I heard her voice, God has given them, them nice voice so that the way you talk. A woman doesn't need to, to be teated like the way they have teated my voice to look nice. When they speak, sometimes it's so sweet. Hallelujah. That was, and Solomon said, I heard her, her voice was sweet. And, said, and her countenance, that is appearance. Say, I saw her coming. And her appearance said it was lovely. Amen. But, but Solomon said that when I saw her appearance, so the appearance of a sister is also a plus to her life. I'm building on a point. I'm not only on women, but I'm building on a point. The appearance and the third thing is that then when I saw her form, so he spoke of the voice, hearing the voice from afar, seeing the appearance from afar, and the third one is said when I saw the form, the form, say the form, say the form, don't spoil the form, so keep the form. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Solomon said it that you have to be aware. And what he's trying to say is that this lady that was coming, he said that she is a tender, which means he's an op- a potential opportunity, a potential fruit-bearing uh, agent, which is coming, but there are little, little foxes that can destroy this potential fruit-bearing lady. That is all that I'm trying to arrive. That what I saw coming is a potential mother. A potential wife. A potential lady. But she's tender. She's still young. The business is, has opportunity, but still a young business. The marriage has an opportunity, but still a young marriage. The relationship has a future, but still a, hot, a small relationship, a, a beginning relationship. 
The friendship has a potential, but still a small hold. Friendship. So that which your hands have found, it has a potential to make fruit for your life, but there are little, little foxes. There are some pretenders, tricksters, hypocrites around it that if you don't deal with it, they will destroy it. So when Solomon described this lady, then the brothers, the brothers of the lady came and said, you know something? Yes, our sister has all these features, has all this quality. She is tender. That means she is young, prime, potential. But there are little, little foxes which are trying to destroy the vine. And you have to beware of it. Yes, my wife has a potential, but there are little, little friends around. If you don't check, they can destroy your wife. My husband is a potential husband, but there are some friends around him. If you don't check it, they can destroy. My fiance, my fiance is a good, but there are some friends. My business has a future, but there are some people in the business. If you don't check them, that is what he was saying. So you have to be aware of those little, little foxes around us. Amen. I've read my two. I've read all of them. So now let's move on. I'm going to talk. We'll close any moment from now. So we're going to look at how to prevent the devourer. Number one is what? Offerings and tithes. I've said it. Offerings and tithes. Write it. Offerings and tithes. And let's look at what it does. Remedy. When you pay offering and tithes, the significance why should God say we should pay offering and tithes? Number one, he ensures our lives. And from that is, as we show gratitude and tithing in and offerings, he ensures our lives, family, business, etc. are preserved, protected from divorce. So, when you pay offerings and pay tithe, it is a form of showing gratitude to God. You are praising God. You are worshipping God. You are honoring God. You are obeying God. And the Bible lets us understand as you do it, God ensures that your family, your life, your business, any vine, because the family is a vine. You have the woman, the wife, we have the husband. These are all vines because they are all fruit producing agents. We have the children who are fruit producing agents for the future. We have the business who is a financial fruit producing agent. Hallelujah. So we have everything that is a fruit producing agent for your life. God preserve them and protect them from the devourer. Because you pay tithes. Number two, he creates opportunity for us to be blessed. God now creates, he said that, and I will open the windows. I will give you access. I will give you opportunity to the room of blessings. Amen. He creates opportunities for our life. There are some of us, no opportunity is created for us. We have to be fighting for opportunities. Has to be fighting for opportunities. I was lying there yesterday night around 10 p.m. I had a call. A pastor friend I just met on, 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 on Facebook called me from England. We were talking plenty. He said, I wanted you to come and do my conference for me in England and well, we have to talk and talk and, and then he said, okay, he's also introducing me to another friend, another bishop in New York that I want me to go and do business. And I was like, wow, these are opportunities. I don't know. I don't know any of them. We just met on the social media and we've been talking and, and he just called. 
said, I want you to come. When, when are you coming? Let's plan. Let's arrange. Opportunities are open for you. Because remember, I said that, and you shall be blessed in all nations. Some of us, opportunities are not open to our life. We have to always struggle, struggle, struggle. Church, there is a time we struggle, but there are instances God has to open opportunities. God has to open opportunities for you. And I was speaking about uh, my, my three ladies that opportunity was open to them. They went to the embassy. They refused them. They came back. Two weeks later, they called one of them. She went. He said, okay, we are sorry, but we want to give it to you. And the sister was like, we are three. If you are not going to give to the other two, then I don't need it. It was like, what do you mean? We can get it. He said, no, no, no. We are three. We are traveling. So if you give it to all of us, we go. If not, I'm not going. He said, okay, then go. She left. She was on the way going. She had a call again. She returned. They said, we are sorry. We'll give it to all of you. They gave it to all of them. After they have refused for what? Two weeks. Anything can happen. Hallelujah. And you know, when she called me and she said, the first thing I asked her, I said, do you pay tight? She said, pastor, I am the first to pay. He said, even if I don't have, I still have to pay. I said, that is why doors are opening unto you in nations. Because the Bible said that when you pay, all nations shall call you blessed. So no gates of every nation can be shut to your life. It has to open because you are blessed. And the nation must receive blessing into you or into it. Amen. Number three, he connects us globally to enjoy the blessings of other places. Like I just said, God connects us. I just use my life. He just connects. Connects. Just connects to this nation. Connect to this nation. Connect to this nation. Connect to this nation. And I've been struggling. I've been struggling. I've been struggling. Because I decided that I just don't want to travel. Until I see the auditorium move away. But you see this. Every day you see that. You open and somebody is coming from this. It's coming from this. It's coming from this. Sometimes I have planner and, and I look at it. I say if I don't take time. I will not stay. He connects you. Say so you shall be called a delightful land. A delightful. Not a delightful person. A delightful land. That means wherever the land of God exists, you are delighted in that land. So wherever the earth remains, you are delighted there. The land of Ghana, you'll be delightful. The land of Africa, you are delightful. The European land, you are delightful. The American land, you are delightful. The Asian land, you are delightful. You are a delightful land. Whatever is put in your life, it shall produce fruits. He connects you globally. Amen. For he preserves and reserves great rewards for your generations. He preserves your children and reward your, your children and generations after you with great wealth and greatness. The Bible said that the righteous man leaves inheritance for his children's children. The best inheritance you can leave for your children is to make a spiritual investment. For their life. Some of us, we cannot build a house for our children. We cannot buy properties for our children. We cannot buy lands for our children. But we can sow an investment for our children. That when our children grow, listen to the children of Israel. Isaac said, the God of my father, Abraham. Jacob said, the God of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. Joseph said, the God of my fathers, Jacob 
Isaac and Abraham. Israel said, the God of our fathers, Jacob, Isaac, Abraham. Because Isaac sold for, uh, Abraham sold for Isaac, Isaac sold for Jacob. And Jacob sold for the rest of his children. And they were all reaping up to today. Wherever a Jew is, it's a delightful land. Because God has preserved and reserved a portion of greatness for the children. Because they honored God with all the tithes and with all the offerings. Hallelujah. It is not difficult. Doors have to open to you this year. Doors have to open to you internationally. Doors have to open. Listen, as for heaven, we will go. Holiness, we will live. Righteousness, we will live. But an imbalanced life is an abomination. You don't only have to live on this earth and to become a prayer machine. Prayer! And then you sweat in them. You see that they pray. Now, even when you stop praying, you, you are still bouncing. <laughs> Hallelujah. And church, that is what God wants us to be. When God rebuked the devourer, this is what you're going to be. So the means by which we can resist it is we must be faithful to our tithing and our offering. Don't let giving tithes is a burden to you. The second one is what? How to resist the devourer. The second one is what? By the restoration of God. By the restoration of God. How? When we repent of the things that we do, that hurt God. Anytime we repent of the things that we do, that hurts God. You know, there are certain things sometimes when you do, you know that it hurt God. <laughs> I was doing the research on, 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 on and, and I was looking. And the one is called the Greek, the Grecian horse. In the Grecian horse, they put the Christian on the something like horse. Tie the leg here and tie it here and give it to a puller. And they will put the puller on. So the puller will stretch you alive until all your bones and your joints are dislocated. I was looking at, I was watching them and as I was doing the research and, and, and I was like, wow, that is how people are being killed. And I was like, hey, so, so then the things we are doing, then we can easily repent. This is wickedness. But church, there are certain things, you yourself, when you do it, you know that this one, God is hurt. You know that God is hurt. And I don't need to say A or B. There are certain things, you yourself, you know that God is hurt. Even if nothing at all. When it is time to come to church and you don't come to church and you are in the house. How do you feel? And if, if lo and behold, other pastor will call or pastor's text message or you open your Facebook and you see pastor pop. Pa! You know that God is hurt. The Bible said that anytime your heart condemns you of something, you know that God is not happy with it. And anytime, church, you do anything and your heart strikes you, your heart is beating, you know that no, you are not comfortable within. You know that God is not happy. So if you repent of these things that we do, that hurts God. What God does, he restores us. And what are the restoration? Number one, the glory he gave us to become honorable on earth. He restores us to us. Hallelujah. Give me some 8 verse 5 and let's see. The Bible said that God created everything and created man as the glory of creation. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Give me 4 and then 5 then you understand. 
is man? What is man? That you are mindful of him. What is, who are we? That God is mindful of us. And the son of man that you visited him. You see, so who are we that God visited us? Do you know that this afternoon God has visited us? Jesus said, anytime the word of God comes to you, then I have come to you. Wherever the word of God is, he is there. So where three or two are gathered in my name, there I am hot. So God has visited us and said, who is the son of man that you visit him? Who are we that God should visit us this afternoon? Who are we? Look at, look at we. Look at the sins we've committed. Look. Five. For you made him a little lower than the angels. We are low than what? Angels. We. We are lower than angels. And has crowned him with what? With what? So on this earth, angels don't have glory and honor. On this earth, Satan's demons don't have. The people who have the honor and the glory of this earth is you and it's me. That is what the Bible says. So every human being comes to this earth with a glory that is supposed to make you honorable in this life. So it's not those people who have received political power and they are calling them honorable, honorable. What kind of honorables? Some of them, they have to even remove the honorable. Hallelujah. So this is what the kind of glory and honor God has given to us. And when we do things that hurt God, he removed this glory that gives us honor. Church, I pray that you shall receive your honor back. You shall receive your glory back. Anybody can be dishonored, but not the sons of God. Not the Christian. You must be honorable. People must respect you. People must treat you well. In fact, you must possess the earth. So let's move on back. He restores the glory that gives us honor on earth. And then he restores the potential he put in us to become fruitful on earth. As we started, I told you that God said, be fruitful. That means that God has put a power in us to make us fruitful. But when we offense him, sometimes he removes that potential to become fruitful. And when we repent, he restores that potential. Your potential to be fruitful is restored this afternoon. Hallelujah. You shall be fruitful. In fact, as a matter of fact, no Christian should say that I cannot. No Christian should say it. That phrase that Obama came, yes we can, yes we can. It is for the Christian. The Bible said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that I can is already our jargon or our language or our slogan. It's a potential we have. And that potential is in Christ, which is in us, the hope of glory. And by that hope of glory we seated in us, we can do everything. We have every potential to do everything. He restores it. But sometimes when God takes it, even the little thing, you can't, even, you can't do it. Small, small things, you can't do it. Simple, simple things, we can't do it. But the Lord shall restore it unto you. Hallelujah. And then he restores the material blessings he promised to give us. He promised. Jesus said, those who have come in me, he said something, the works that I do, greater than this shall we do. He said that in me you shall bear fruits, and your fruits shall hurt. Abide. He said, and, and I will give you the treasures of hidden places. Secret places. Call upon me. I will show you what you have never known. I will tell you what you have never heard. 
and I will reveal unto you treasures in hidden places. That is what he gives unto us. It is a blessing that God gives unto us. But sometimes when we offend him, he takes that glory out. But when we repent, he gives it back unto us. Amen. This afternoon church, God wants to restore. He wants to give it back unto you. God wants to restore that which you have. God wants to make you a blessing. He wants to bless your children. Your children's children. Generations after you. God wants to bless it. But one thing that is left to us. Faithfulness. Just. Titan. Merciful. Repentance. When we return and repent. And begin to fulfill all these things. All that the Lord has said. It comes to us. Amen. I want you to bow down your head. I feel like somebody needs to be restored. I feel like somebody needs. The atmosphere is warm. And all I want you to do is just go to God and repent of anything that you know. If you have not been giving offering to God faithfully, go back to say, God, I'm sorry. Today, I will never appear before you without an offering. If you've never been given tithe faithfully, go back to God and say, God, I'm sorry. From today, I shall be paying all my tithe faithfully. If you've been unjust, say, God, I'm going to be fair to all people. Say, God, I'm going to be merciful to all people. I'm going to treat all people well. I'm going to have faith in you. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I release restoration in your life. As you pray, I command restoration in your house. Your business is restored. Your marriage is restored.